beautiful wind chimes in the background. I like that. It's nice, right? The only problem with wind chimes, well, there's a lot of problems with them. One is it's not a, sa- it's not a, a song. It's just random noises that happen to be more pleasant than regular. Ra- it's, you, know, you can't have like a bunch of screws dropping on a metal plate and think that's soothing. No, it's, it's nature's idea of a, of a song, I guess. Like people like to hear a babbling brook. That's not a song. True. Yeah, babbling makes it sound negative, though. I always get a little uh, weirded out with the wind chimes because I've never bought wind chimes for myself, but I get them as gifts. Mm -hmm. And uh, leaving gifts in boxes and not using them is kind of rude. I don't know about that. Really, I think it's rude to give someone a gift that they're not going to use. It's all perspective. But most people think that wind chimes are are a usable item. And uh, when my mom gave them to me, I'm like, these are nice, and I I liked them, especially in the old house because we're we were more cocoon. We're Mm -hmm. a, a corner lot. Here I got neighbors uh, on either side and behind, and I, I have like uh, three neighbors, or no, four, four neighbors that I have like direct access to the sound of, of, of this right now. Yeah, and you're not a rude person. And I don't want the wind chimes to be disturbing them. And I always go back to this Bill Burt thing on, on uh, one of his podcasts years and years ago where he was bitching about wind chimes and talking about how selfish you got to be if you have wind chimes. And he's like, let, let, let me agree with that. Example. It's one step below subwoofers in your car. It was one of my favorite uh, moments uh, in all the, the thousands of hours of, of, of Bill's uh, podcast that I've heard. And he goes, let me get you an example. <laughs> he pulls up wind chimes on YouTube and plays them, and they sound really nice. And there's just silence on his end. And he goes, well, those are pretty good. <laughs> no, that wasn't a good example. Because the giant wind chimes have a different sound, and they sound awesome. Yeah, there's... Uh, they sound like gongs. There's a town on the way to... Kalamazoo. Buellton. Buellton. It's the first... <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? That little well, there's a lot of towns between here and Buellton. Buellton is uh, central California, for those of you who live outside of... Uh, of uh, the, the Southern California, the California area. It's on the way up to Madonna Inn. It's the halfway point, and it's uh, home of Anderson's Split Pea Soup. Yeah. And Ostrich Land. And Ostrich Land and, as well. And a place called uh, Flying Flags RV Park. That's like right in Buellton. Yeah, it's right across the street. You know street. what? That, that was dedicated by uh, the old Ronald Reagan over there. He, he was was there. it really? Yeah, there's pictures of him all over inside of Anderson's Split Pea Soup when uh, one day he went, he went there and dedicated all the flags. Big deal. Big deal in Little Buellton. Yeah, except so, for the street with all the flags is creepy as hell. Uh-huh. So, point is... That's the street that uh, Anderson's is on. The town before Buellton that has a well, coffee shop. Well, we got shop. Santa Barbara. Los Osos, is that what it is? Well, there's a lot. I mean... There's okay, Ventura, well, there, there is a town Montecito, that's the closest town to Michael Jackson's Solvang. old estate. All right. And there's a house there that probably has upwards of 100 wind chimes. Mm. We were taking a little walk around there, a stroll. Is the house kind of like uh, far out from uh, other houses? Nope. Okay, it's, that's the rudest person. But it's in the downtown area, so it's. It, I think they sell wind chimes, actually. I, okay. should, I should rephrase this. The wind chime story. store is what you're saying. Yeah, but there's just hundreds of them outside, and it's, it's kind of amazing, yet... Part of you is like frightened of it. Mm-hmm. It's just this constant noise. Mm-hmm. The boy is awake. I'm going to hope for the best Uh-oh. here. Welcome to the After Disaster. I am Anderson. There is my Carano petting uh, Sydney to my straight ahead. We Tyler's come to you live on tape uh, from my backyard. And uh, in case you haven't picked up on that yet, and Tyler is uh, what? He's, he's kicking a. Uh, he's, uh, he's touring the. Uh, Tartar sauce factory in England. Kicking a can down the street or kicking one of those uh, mm-hmm. the, those big fluffy-headed uh, hat-wearing gentlemen in, in the balls. Or he's getting, move. he's getting some dental work because everybody knows that's where you go to get... That's where you go. Yeah. It's the, it's the, uh, the, the capital of, worked on. of dental work. Actually, it would be. 
Should it, it should it be. should be yeah. absolutely. It's so weird. What is that? Why, why don't they care? Well, because it seems like if you went to like Tucson, mm-hmm. you'd be like, "This is the capital of air conditioning repair," right? Right. Gettle. <laughs> okay, I hate those ads, by the way. And let me just explain. Hey, they're, they're they're better than the. Uh, no, they're better than Mike Diamond. Mike Diamond. Yeah. I haven't heard Mike Diamond in a while. But I, I haven't either. To he that probably got shut anymore. down for being racist. Um, Gettle, the guy comes on. <laughs> All right, well, like, let's, can you ex- give some backstory for Gettle once again? Air conditioners. The guy who owns the company does his own ads, and he's like, you know, when I work for, he, first of all, he lets you know he had a bad childhood. Yeah, when I much. worked for my dad, I used to hand him the tools. My dad didn't talk much, <laughs> but he taught me the value of a good air conditioning system. <laughs> you know, it's constantly, my dad didn't really get, wasn't there for me, but he did teach me one thing. All the time I spent with my dad was uh, putting screws in uh, air conditioning units yep. and handing him tools silently. Yep. And I bought the company to spite him, uh-huh. to spite that mother effer. There's, there's one of his ads is incredibly insulting, and I cannot... The dog one? For the life... Oh, my God, yes, but that's not it. That's not <laughs> the one I'm thinking of. There's one that took me by surprise and it completely... Sh- yeah, okay, speaking of that station, you know what occurred the to do- me? The dog one is he, 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 he boasts... Gettle boasts about how... Uh, before he hires someone, he makes his dog uh, meet them. And if the dog doesn't like him, he doesn't hire yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And he's very proud of that. Yeah, he's very proud of his crazy <laughs> fucking voodoo dog. But the, the, the ad this, that I've heard 10,000 times, and I'm sure you've heard it too, mm. is done by one of the afternoon guys. But they play it all day. I don't listen to the afternoon at all. No, but it's one of those guys, and the ad is for LASIK eye surgery. Oh, and he's yeah. like, I went to four doctors. They all said, no, I couldn't get LASIK yeah. until doctor so-and-so said yes. And I'm like, what fucking asshole yeah. goes to four doctors, and they all say no, and you're still going, I'm getting my laser way. Laser my eyes. Yeah, you must I'm getting my it eyes. done. Even though four doctors said no, I'm finding a guy who says yes, and that's the guy you're supposed to trust. Hey, I'm bad at business, and instead of talking about other people's uh, products and ads, let me do this real quick. Uh, San Diego, I'm talking to you. I'm coming for you. June 23rd, I will be there with groupers. And what day is that? Jolton Joe's Saturday, this Saturday. Jolton Joe's Gas Lamp. Right next to Petco Field, the San Diego Padres are out of town, so it's not going to be uh, too much of a nightmare. Uh, actually, actually, it's, it's not going to be bad at all. And uh, except for Saturday's a, a miserable day to drive down there, so leave early. This is nice, Mike. I was going to try to go. I was going to try to go with you. Not helping. Uh, my boy uh, Tim, Tim Judd, uh, the projector lamp guy. He's mm-hmm. going to be there with some of his wares uh, for. It's going to be like oh, a little bit great. of a trade show that's almost. Great. Yeah, he's going to set up some of his stuff. He's Those the guy lamps who's are set rad. Up. He's got to set up the venue, so it's going to be a good time. Uh, and uh, I do have tickets available. We have the entire upstairs private room. Uh, it holds 250 people. And uh, I was talking to the owner today, their manager, and he's setting up all the cushy couches and chairs. Good. And good. Why doesn't he just leave them set up? Uh, I, I don't know if it's like set up for that all the time. But uh, the place is ours. We're going to be up there for around four or five hours. Come hungry, come thirsty. Uh, I forget what time doors are, but uh, just don't come. If you get tickets, I will let you know. I think doors are like at 6 or 7, and then I'm doing the pre-party thing, too, for a select few who want to buy in for the free shirt or the shirt that comes with it, the tour shirt, the, a few of the shorts I'll be showing, and uh, you get uh, primo seating, and then the uh, the doors open to everybody else, and uh, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be intimate. It's going to be relaxed, and uh, I'm going to be hanging out and able to uh, catch up with all of you as well. So, Are you staying down there? Yeah. couple nights. Friday, Saturday. I haven't booked a place yet. I'm... I'm, I'm Playing my, uh, I'm playing it loose. I'm gonna try hotels tonight. You ever okay. do that? Hotels tonight, like the the prices drop like day of, and you get like a good hotel for like cheap. 
That's sometimes. Not too, that's not too bad. Sometimes. Sometimes yeah. you don't get shit. So I might be in a Motel 6. I might be begging one of my friends who lives down there to crash on his couch, or I might be staying in a, in a nice place for cheap. I don't know. I like so it. That's, that's San Diego. And then, uh, you know, there's plenty of other dates uh, over there on groupersthemovie.com, which is my website, and you has uh, places to buy them and all the different dates and cities and stuff. I'm going to try to I'm gonna try to make it down. Yeah, come down to look at the uh, the lamps and other things that uh, Tim does, if nothing yeah. more. I can't promise I'll be there that yet, though, because there's a slight chance I might be able to interview Larry King Saturday night. Oh, that's pretty sweet. I would do Larry King over seeing groupers again if I was you. That'd be fun. It'd be fun, though, to hang out. But I think the listeners would probably prefer seeing groupers and talking to Larry King. Are you afraid that he might die while talking to him and you'd be blamed? I'm... I'm afraid that I will be the luckiest guy in the world if that happens. Just because your your numbers would would shoot up. Larry, are you okay? Like I want to raise your voice. Like I'd be afraid if I interviewed him with my style of speaking. Like I, I could startle him to death. I think I talked to him at your uh, old job. Oh yeah, for quite some. Oh time. yeah, we had him on. I forgot. I talked to him for quite a while, and Tara was like blown away by that conversation. She goes, "I can't believe how comfortable he was talking to you and and saying stuff he said he's never talked about before." Oh, that'd be like, cool yeah. if you can get him to open up again with the uh, the cameras yeah. rolling. Well, I just, I just. If want you to asked me if I had ever met Larry King, I would have said no. I for, I totally forgot. You know why? Because I probably left the room because I was afraid of startling him to death. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I remember most about that night? The reason we the stopped. Suspenders. The reason we stopped by there was to get uh, flu shots. Because mm-hmm. Dr. Drew said, I have some extra flu shots. If you want one, come by tonight. And I went, Yeah, I do want a flu shot. So Tara and I went by there. I didn't know Larry King was going to be there. And then I said, I want Larry to give me my flu shot. And Larry stood up and walked towards me and Drew stabbed me immediately with it. Like, uh, no way. Dude. And I so want, and Tara sh- filmed it. But uh, It's not too late to have something like that happen. I have a tattoo friend who can bring his a tattoo gun over and you can get uh, Larry to tattoo Larry me. Larry to tattoo you something. Yeah. God, that would be pathetic. What is that scribble on your arm? Larry King. Yeah, Larry King chatted it. Who? <laughs> <laughs> that guy that Donald Trump says has bad breath. I feel like Larry King and um, uh, RBG have a lot of similarities. Yeah. I mean, perhaps because of where they are in their in, in this stage of their life, but they. I thought like you, if meant, I saw their I silhouettes, thought you meant the color spectrum. If I saw their silhouettes, I think I'd have a hard time distinguishing which one was which. Yeah, that's what most a lot of old people though. That's yeah, I what guess happens. it's an old people thing. You get old. You get old, you shrivel up, you change. Mike, I am so dependent on this drug that I take every night, Remeron. Yeah. I only I, they, they prescribe me the lowest prescription possible, which mm-hmm. is, I think, 15 milligrams. I cut that baby in half, so I only take seven and a half because yeah. I don't like to be dependent on anything that I take on a yeah. regular basis. Yeah. Uh, and I forget to take it like once a month or so, and it's disastrous. Like, I forgot to take it last night, and... I just woke up with dread and gloom, and I'm on edge right now. It's yeah, I'm awful. on something right now, too, a new thing. <laughs> and I can't catch up, because if I took one right now to catch up to make myself feel better, I'd fall right asleep. Yeah, yeah. So I just got to like white-knuckle it through the day. I find it amazing that you your body can tolerate Remeron, because I've had two experiences, and one wasn't even mine. I had the lowest dose. This is a long time ago. And I took one, and I slept for 15 hours. Yeah. And then my sister took me to the hospital, because she thought I was dying, yeah. tried to commit suicide. Right. And I couldn't even keep, I, I was just slumped over in a chair. And mm-hmm. the doctor was like, what well, you're you probably take? drinking as well, let's be honest. I don't know, but it killed me. And then I gave, you her, I gave her one, yeah. and she was livid. Livid. That you handed her a pill? No, she was livid because she took it, and she had to teach the next day. Wait, she, she goes, takes you to the hospital because you took this pill. Then you hand her one, and she takes it? Corano, Coronos seem, are genius. <laughs> that doesn't seem like a smart she, thing for I, to She do. pretty much, she thought I was like overdosing. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, it's 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 scary also to have something like in my cupboard that I could easily 
Yeah. Goes. Like if I was suicidal at all, I wouldn't want that shit around. Okay, good point. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, any any kind of thoughts like that flew the coop once uh, Atticus was was born. Is, has there been a, a suicide that you thought was like really? It's about unique. Time? Oh. There's definitely been about times, of course. <laughs> <laughs> about time. Um, no, I can't think of any offhand. Like I, I've thought of like unique ways that I do it myself. If I were to yeah. do it, like what? Like jump off uh, a building with a gun and shoot myself on the way down, type thing. You never hear about things like that. Somebody, somebody posted. Um, somebody posted after Anthony Bourdain killed himself. That uh, the thing that sticks out, I think it was Chelsea Peretti. She said the thing that sticks out in her mind the most when she hears about a suicide is in the movie The Bridge when the kid who jumped and didn't die said, the minute my feet left the bridge, I regretted it. They all say that. Every every suicide survivor that jumps, they all have that same story. But there's a medical uh, scientific reason for that, apparently, which is like your endorphins start racing again as soon as you jump and you feel alive again and you get out of the, the misery. But I've also heard that people that are bipolar. What a, what a horrible catch twenty two. I know. You want to feel better? Jump off a bridge You're with just no perpetually like jumping out of planes, like skydiving. Yeah, That's the only way you can feel okay. Do you remember that crazy method that firemen used to catch people jumping out of buildings? Hooking the big trampoline on the ground? I think that was just for movies, no? I don't know, but sheets. Yeah, but they always, they had that huge trampoline they carried with them right. and they, the like, eight guys would stand around it and they'd tell the person jump. Yeah, yeah. And the person would jump and land in it and they'd let it collapse around them and then they'd Get they step out like phew! I just you jumped know, out of a know, five story window and lived. Is uh, you miss? I know it, we're an all inclusive society, but I can see why you wouldn't want little people being firemen in that in that situation because they're, oh, they're holding close, it over their head, close to the ground. Yeah, and you know I think you'd hit the ground pretty hard. So that's that's going to be a difficult argument when you have to go in front of some <laughs> sort of group to say this is why you don't want little people to be firemen. No, it's a good argument. It's pretty easy. It's right there. It's physics. You, you know what you could do if there was actually a revolt of little people that wanted to be firemen? You could just Ignore take them, them aside and go, what do you want? Like, seriously, <laughs> dude. You know what I'm saying? It's like when a girl wants to play like on a boys football league mm -hmm. or something when they're kids and they make a huge st stink about it and uh -huh. everyone's like... Everyone gets up in arms, and you don't want to do the wrong thing. You want to let her play, but it's right. also like, why are you doing this? Like, let's just, you know, why do you not? want a, some kind of trophy or something? Maybe she really likes football, and she wants uh, the experience. I understand that, but why don't they start a girl's... Because it seems unfair as a guy that you're going to tackle a girl. Yeah. I think there should be MMA fighting It sounds pretty fun, actually, now that I think about league. it. I know this sounds wrong, but like when when I'm seeing like an action movie and there's like a badass, I just saw a movie not too long. ago. When oh, you tackle her, you got to protect the boobs. Deadpool, Deadpool, and yeah. there's it, I laughed out loud and I felt horrible shame right as I did. But there's a badass chick in in Deadpool too, and she's fair game to be punched if she's trying to kill you right mm -hmm. by a man. And Deadpool just like you know cracks her right across the face. And there's just something so funny about seeing a man hit a woman in the face in that setting it's weird it was it's, it's weird happen, it's happening in comedies comedic. too yeah and if i saw it on in, in real life on the street oh, you know i'd be horrific and yeah. I, I would come to yeah. the to the aid do you think it's unsettling to watch women fight like uh i, like I don't really like watching men fight. stuff I, mean, I don't either it's 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 okay i and i'm not gung-ho against it by the way no I'm, I'm fine with it existing and i know that a lot of people like to see it and yeah. i have no problem with that i just don't i I can't watch MMA because I'm worried about the spiral fracture oh or like a God. compound Every, fracture. Okay, okay, 
Here's the thing is when we were kids, we used to go to professional boxing. My dad would take us mm -hmm. and we would get really good seats because my dad was friends with the state of California boxing commissioner. Of course so we'd be in the yeah. front row. And I remember the very first professional fight we went to. And I even remember who the boxer was, James Kinchin. Mm -hmm. And I remember they came out and it was all exciting. And I was sitting there with my sister and the first punch we got sprayed with sweat and she started crying mm -hmm. and I was repulsed. I was in shock. Right. And then five minutes later, or less than five minutes later, I my adrenaline was going, my heart was racing. It was the most exciting thing I had ever seen. How old so, are you? 10, 11, yeah. 12. No, maybe like 14, mm -hmm. probably. But it, either way, it was uh, 9, 16, Poss maybe? Possibly, 20, yeah. 24? Drinking age? No, no. no but I, I remember that it was so exciting, and my adrenaline got going, and it was so brutal. But I also know common sense tells you, as a human being, Allowing someone to punch you in the head goes against all common sense, 100% common sense. Your eyes, mouth, nose, brain, spine, everything is being just pummeled. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's just seems like a really, really dumb way to spend your time. <laughs> Watching it or doing it? Doing it. Yeah. Don't you think? Oh, absolutely. I, I think that a lot of boxers, I mean, we've all heard the whole the old story. Like they're the only way out of like the, their environment and their, I agree, their neighborhood. But, and I agree, but it, like you would you would not allow Atticus to go get punched in the face by another kid if he was like 9 or 10 to train because it would be... My dad would. My dad was the most overprotective father, I think, like, you know, any, any setting. If you were to take, you know, fifty random fathers, my dad would be top of the list. Mm -hmm. Doesn't sound like it. If he would, but he was completely into me being in fights, and he would encourage it to the point of. Remember, I told you yeah. he put the Vaseline on my uh, on my wrists because this one kid that I I'd down the down the block every time I'd walk by his house, he'd grab me by the wrists and kick me. So my dad put Vaseline on my wrists. He set up. The, he made me like. Uh, practice with him and rehearse it with him so when he grabs your wrist he's gonna sl you slip out of it and then you punch him right in the face Did and you do he it? hid in the bushes and and sent me to he waited he, he came inside and he got me he's like hey that kid's out uh, he's out in front of his house let's go and he put the vaseline on my wrist and i was like terrified i'm like i don't want to fucking do this. the kid was like three years older than me and bigger than me and he hid in the bushes that is horrific it's weird that he would do that when he was so, oh it's so mentally but it was just because he was a little right little dude and growing up he got the shit kicked out of him a lot yeah. and he realized that he had a big you know, lumbering son, and he wanted to, me to be his avatar, I guess, and you know, get vengeance. Yeah, I did it. It didn't work out well. I remember. Well, what I, if he took it that far where he took you to other people his age that bullied him? I want you to beat that guy up, son. Uh, what? He's like a sixty-five-year-old man yeah, now. Yeah, punch, hit him in the throat. That's what he did to me. It didn't go well. I remember being Hold him on down all, all and fours, spit in his sit on his chest and spit in his face, and being kicked in the uh, back by this guy, this kid, repeatedly. My dad came out of the bushes and and pulled him off of me and. I think there was kind of summit of parents uh, that, that took place soon after mm -hmm. that. It was just that's pretty grand, and, and grandiose to call it a summit. It was a summit. It was a it was a G four summit meeting yeah. of the parents. Of course, their parents are always uh, you know in the right. All the parents are always in the right. Always. Ugh. Imagine being a teacher when you got parents showing up for parent teacher night. And I know. All the parents are like, "Not my kid." My Why kid's would you ever want to be a teacher? Why do you want that? Because you you like summers personal off? Sa personal satisfaction. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd like to teach some kids a few things. Mm -hmm. I don't know what fighting. No, no. Vaseline the wrists up. We already covered that. You I'm sure. Want to do that. Can you imagine in 2018 if you're a teacher and you pull out the Vaseline? No, I can't. 
I can't I'm, imagine it. What are you going to do with that vest? I'm going to Vaseline up your son's wrists in case somebody <laughs> grabs them. All right, as long as it's above the waist, I'm fine with it. Go Vaseline ahead, is not that slippery. It's not. I, I've never understood people like the joke growing up was always like if you had Vaseline in your house, obviously you beat yeah. off with it. Yeah. No, no, you don't. Can you imagine the wear and tear on your penis skin if you used Vaseline? You know what? This brings me to one of my most horrific memories, um, which sticks out in, in my head. And I think about this probably most people's horrific memories once a week. Center around Vaseline. So it was when I was in, I think it was the third time that I got sent to jail, right? And mm-hmm. it was the worst of the three times because uh, it was L.A. County, Twin Towers. Really, really horrible, horrible place. And there's a point during processing, which takes about a day and a half just to process you. They take, you know, a chest x-ray and uh, they strip you down and they put you in the county blues and they fingerprint. There's a ton of shit and there's lines everywhere. There's there's like two hour lines for each one of these things to happen. So you're constantly in a line to get your fingerprints. How do you get out of line to pee? (coughs) Um, You get pushed around by the guards and then you tell them and then they give you a lot of shit and then they let you pee. I didn't have to do that once. I was lucky. But there's one part where you're still wearing the clothes that you were wearing when you went to court. Most of us were going there from court or off the street. So you're wearing your street clothes. Mm-hmm. And uh, ICP shirt, backwards baseball hat. I think they've already taken my wallet and like my, my watch and all that. That's I think that's already like locked up in a Ziploc bag somewhere. But uh, they got there's a poor uh, a place where we a got a little like bag empty, of drugs that was probably in your pocket. Empty our wallet. No, I was in court, so I, I was clean. Uh, empty our wallet, uh, empty our pockets, and put everything in the middle. So there's this giant pile because we we're all sitting like uh, against the wall, four walls, and it was a big room. So there's probably a hundred of us in there, and they had us empty all of our pockets and put everything in the middle. So there's this big mound of like chapstick mm-hmm. and like you know hand sanitizer and like some change and. Um, I remember there's this homeless guy. A lot of them were homeless, like vagrants were in there as well. You, you, coughs like you've never heard before. Like that's I, why they chest sex for him. I guess, yeah. They were trying to, like, you know, figure out where the hep's coming from. But like, really, really dirty, gross, like vagrant, like ex-Nazi type vagrant, like harsh. It's got to be expensive running a chest sex on every perp. Well, we're paying for it, right? Yeah. Tax money, and I probably paid for it too with fines and whatnot. They charge you to go to jail. So I remember this this one. I just got a, I just got a sense of pride right there because I just paid my state taxes last night. Oh, you did three thousand one hundred and fifty dollars twenty one cents. Congrats, dude! Thanks for paying for my chest X-ray. Did extra. not pay my my federal because I don't have it. Mm. Was that eighteen? Twenty thousand eight hundred. Okay, Man- manageable. Manageable. Thinking about buying a new car instead mm-hmm. with the money I don't that have. That does suck when you think of it that way. So there's one particularly disgusting, gross uh, vagrant who will live in my mind forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, he waits for the, uh, the the COs to leave the room or like turn their backs, and I, he's under his breath and he's going, "Yeah, this stuff's this stuff's great for beating off with." And he starts like going through the pile of our remnants mm-hmm. and like pulling chapstick and like little packets of like uh vaseline and stuff and nobody said that's my chapstick no no one cared because it's all like trash but he was going to keister i don't know what he's gonna do with it but he's been through the process so many times he actually had identified uh, uh things that come out of people's pockets that he could use for lubrication for beating off in prison later and he was very excited to see this stuff mm-hmm. and, and and he and he he leapt at it and it chapstick should jump on that market it was <laughs> It was very disturbing. What's that? You say your lips are fine? I still well, think about that guy. And this stuff's great to beat off with. His eagerness uh, to, to get his hands on that stuff. And it was counterintuitive because we had just been screamed at to empty our pockets. And this mm-hmm. guy is now yeah. rummaging through. It's, it's more than count. It's, uh, it's combative. And it's, he does, he's not a good listener. Hey, should we call someone who's probably never going to have to deal with anything like that? Yeah. 
Let's yeah. let's call Jolly. I have no idea what time it is over there. It could be in the Who middle cares? of the night. I hope it's three in the morning. We're gonna call Tai Tai. I hope he a- answers with an English accent. Tai Tai on my phone is just the praying hands emoji. That's how Pretty I have good. him labeled. Pretty good. And um, uh, you know, Tyler him. and my friend Steve Malunzi have a lot in common. They both married their first girlfriends. They were both virgins when they got married. They're both religious. Mm-hmm. They're both tall. Hello. What's up? Hey, buddy. Hey, bud. Speakers on the bottom. Where uh, yeah, it sounded like it was coming from the top. What's uh, what? what's going on? What's going on in London? Just uh, we just wrapped night three, and just doing all the post uh, bullshit. What time is it right there? What time, what time is it over there? Uh, it's six forty-eight right now. PM. PM. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were hoping that it was going to be the middle of the night. Yeah. We'll call you back in like four hours. Uh, how is the uh, Tartar uh, History Museum? Tartar Sauce History Museum? Did you go? Oh, uh, it was it was pretty good. Um, I mean, a little more like, I don't know, they really focus on like the sauce. Well, I would think like, so. Like the, like the, no, but like the texture of it more than like the, like I like the pickles that are in it. You know, you it's, know? it's great for beating off. <laughs> yeah. You know what else? <laughs> Chapstick. <laughs> hey, you're on the, you're on the program. You know, I, are you give, dr- them the old, give them the old fish and chips, you know what I mean? Are you drinking a pint right now? What? Are you drinking a pint? Uh, I actually did just get a, a, a beer cracked for me. Nice. Mm-hmm. So I guess technically. You know what that, you know what that beer is good for? Beer beer's really good for beating off with. Mm-hmm. Is, what you do. Yep. is, is that, a, is that a, a, a theme of this podcast I'm missing? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> I'm not going to learn a lot on the flight home when I listen to this episode. You might. It's a story that I told years ago uh, involving jail and a vagrant. You'll enjoy you know, it. You know what else? You know what? Good enough. Uh, you just cut out the entire time. What'd you say? What else is good is beef stroganoff. You know, mm-hmm. when, you, when, yeah. you, when you need to be stroganoff. Right, Tyler. You're going down to sixth grade levels now. We were we were we were oh, keeping a classy we like in freshman. Jokes. Yeah, ninth 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 tenth grade is where we were at. And now you've brought it all the way back to grade uh, it's school. Called, it's called it's called secondary school here. Please. Uh... <laughs> did you meet my good friend Paul McCartney? Uh, I did not. Oh, is he on the show? That, that, that was filmed. That was filmed weeks ago. Um, mm. But I did watch it today for the first time. But it's very good. It's enjoyable. So Sunday what else? Night, CBS, twelve thirty seven. You got anything uh, going on that you can tell a story about that's happening over there in Jolly Good London? Jolly Old London? Uh, I'm going like, to... Hmm, sounds exciting. Spider encounters, if people are, you know, curious about that. English spiders? I've had no English spiders or other... I thought you said you had spider encounters. Spiders. What? Hey, so you weren't there when McCartney was there? No, it was taped. No, it was filmed weeks, weeks ago. ago. Taped weeks ago. Hmm. You missed that part. Who's the best guest? Have you had the Queen on yet? Uh, she's coming. Good. <laughs> no, we haven't had. We haven't the Queen. She wasn't available. You know, what'd be funny, Tyler, is if you were just like really dumb the entire time and go, "Oh, guys, you know who we should have on is like Crocodile Dundee," and they're like, "No, that's Australia, you idiot," and just keep like naming Australian. Like Eric Bana would be great to have on. Mario Andretti. That's Italian. I stand right? up in the middle of the of the, the office and pitch that to yeah. top of my lungs. Yeah, you should and, and keep it going. Like the theme, the entire time you're there is pitching Australians. 
That'd be good. Yeah, that'd be funny. Do that and record it for the show. <laughs> Patreon <laughs> episode. Did you just claim that Mario Andretti is Australian? I don't know where that came from. Nope. <laughs> I think he did. He's, Eng- he's English, obviously. You know what? You know what Michael Andretti is also good for. Yeah, stroking, yeah. stroking off, Dri- driving cars. Oh, that's right. Tyler, you let us down one path. It was, a, it was a mislead. You know what I mean? The uh, is, is um is the English audience more receptive to James Corden than the American audience is? Um, I mean, he's definitely you know more well known. That's for sure. Um. Are they even aware he has a show over here? Yeah, yeah, it airs on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, they're aware of that, and also it airs on the weekends here, like a best of show. The uh, okay, when I think of England, I just think of a bunch of punk rockers walking around causing mayhem. <laughs> that's all. That's all it is. That's truly what I think. It's just people, punk rockers everywhere. You get on a subway or a tube, mm-hmm. and there's just guys wearing spiked wristbands and their spiky hair, just staring at you. To, Mm-hmm. I had to get a mohawk the first night to blend in. Not too Is that sure. the second time you've talked about mohawks on this since you, you've been talking to us? What? Is that the second time he's talked about a mohawk? Not today. See, my brain's not, not right. Like somebody else talked about a mohawk to me earlier today, <laughs> but I've been hanging out with nothing but Atticus all day. I had a mohawk when I was a child. Did you talk about a mohawk on the show? Nope, sure didn't. What in the hell? What in the hell? Yeah. Oh, right, I, know. I know what it was. It was last night a conversation Thanks I had with my buddy. Me, mm-hmm. We, uh, the show got canceled. Sorry to tell you. iTunes canceled us. Yeah. iTunes canceled us. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. When are you coming home? Uh, I'll be stateside on Friday. Okay, cool. All right, buddy. uh, As if I'm traveling again anytime soon. Show at my place next week, yeah? Yeah, perfect. Sweet. Okay. Bring us something from England. Yes, please do. Bring Bring my bloated, I'll bring my large bloated belly from all this beer. I want a, uh, I want a snow globe with uh, Big Ben in there, okay? Yeah, because I'm trying to collect more junk. <laughs> should, we do a, should we do a cast? A what cast? Anderson's pool. Uh, yeah, we should, we should do that. We're going to get in the pool? All right. <laughs> with the microphones again, like yeah. we did in Death Valley? Yes. Let's do it. Yes. And Palm Springs. Okay. All right, cool. All right. <laughs> Don't miss next week's show, folks. Hey, Ty Ty. Tyler. All right, guys. Bye, buddy. Bye. See you later. Bye. Mm-hmm. Oh, we missed the Cheerio. I, I love uh, I love T-Mobile. You don't have to worry about like roaming charges yeah. and all that Yeah, shit. the only problem is I don't travel anywhere, so... Yeah, it doesn't really work for you mm-hmm. as well. No, I, I am fed up with the uh, T-Mobile Tuesdays mm-hmm. notification. Yeah, you just, you just type stop and then send it to them. And you, I've never had more... That's uh, all uns- you have to do. Unsolicited... I, I, I laid into a woman yesterday, and it was fucking such a good feeling, and I was like, God damn it, I need to try to grab another recorder to, for this stuff. But it was like, hello, Mike. And I'm like, yeah, hi, I'm calling. Our office received some very important information about you. I go, what information? It was very important information that we received in our office. Regarding what? I'll get to that. Very important. I went, what is the topic? <laughs> Our office received some very important information. I go, what topic? I'll get to that. And I go, get to it now. Our office, and I just hung up on it. And I'm like, motherfucker, if I would have recorded that, I could have gone on and on and on. I'm yeah, like, yeah. wait, inf- you, you know, have information bad, about actually, me? I just checked my uh, my production line because I have two mm-hmm. lines, right? And yeah. uh, my production line has 36 unheard 
voicemails. Okay. And I have Haya, which is that, that uh, H-I-Y-A, which is that uh, app that it filters out and learns uh, spam calls and scam calls. Okay, good. Which is great. So it, it says, like, you know, scam, mm-hmm. Haya. Yeah, mine says scam, too, and I don't have that app. That's fantastic. But the, uh, they, they identify the, uh, the, the, the voicemails as well. And thir- 34, I don't even have time to like, go through and erase all of them because the screen's all broken. So, like, when I'm erasing stuff, my fingers cut get your cut. Finger. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. terrible. Uh, 34 of them. Uh, over the last two weeks, I, I don't know how to get out of it. I, Mm-hmm. But that's not bad. If I start answering it and I, I answer the call with, just to let you know you're, you're being recorded, because mm-hmm. you have to let them know, and then once they know, you can use that recording, I think, for anything. I don't, I don't know if there's a huge market for those recordings, but yeah. 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 Because I'm sure some of them, like, I'm thinking of for you. I wish it wasn't You could illegal. do an entire like, uh, miscellaneous adventures with just. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've looked into recording apps that actually work on the phone, but it has to go through a third party <laughs> and it also has to get their permission. They have to push a button. Uh, it's it goes to the cloud and then you can download it from there oh, after you pay. Like yeah, it's, it, but it's but it's because of the legalities of it. Because I'm sure dumb. there's the technology exists to just. But if you verbally it. say, "Hey, you're being recorded," and they 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 know. Yeah, that. but I want an, I want my phone to automatically record every call because mm. then I'll just ramble with. People. I won't ever call you again. Yeah, yeah, you like eh, that. Eh. <laughs> Speaking of calls, I got to call that fucking t-shirt guy. It's been almost All a right. month and he hasn't made. 20 t-shirts i don't know why maybe he doesn't like I, I'm, I will never use him again okay i promise you okay. i mean this is such bullshit i said how long is it gonna take one week and i went you sure because i'm gonna sell them now mm-hmm. yeah it's going it's uh 26 days send him an email i did i, I i'm called sorry him dude i feel i feel responsible because i'm the one who, who turned you on to him and uh, he does good work for me and it's uh pretty speedy delivery for yeah, me it's I, been, I it's been the, ridiculous uh, it took him over three weeks last time and the only reason he even did it was because I harangued him. And this time, it's almost a month for 20 Harangue is a word that should be used more often, I think. Yeah. yeah. I like the harangue. Remember that magazine, Kerrang? No, I don't. The heavy metal magazine? I hesitate telling this story because I know that my wife's going to hear it, and she's probably not going to dig it much. But C- um, Is there any way you can tell it? Quietly? In a moment? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, not bad. 20 minutes. Is it recording, though? Yeah. I'm going to keep an eye on it. What You saw that it was recording before? Uh, I hit pause again. I I paused it, uh-huh. and then I hit pause again. So um, I don't think any of that recorded though. Since you got back, to recap, we hate the service at the <laughs> post office. Twenty minutes we later, we just did. We just did twenty minutes on anger and vitriol, and uh, I laughed quite a bit, especially uh, at Mike <laughs> comparing the post office uh, customer service with other other companies or other businesses such as restaurants. What What did they say to you when you uh, brought twenty shirts to a uh, mail? Everybody knows what we're talking about when we say bad service. We don't need, but need no, to. But no, what, what did the lady say? Yeah, I brought in uh, 20 shirts and she, and I went, there's more. She like shook she her went, head. She went, <sighs> ah. And I go, there's more where this came from. She goes, don't bring them here. <laughs> it's funny. Like, Again, even though I already heard this, it's hilarious. Yeah. I had, uh, I was pulling into uh, Salvation Army to drop some stuff off at midnight because I do it under the cloak of darkness. Mm-hmm. Even though that's a mistake because Betsy, my life coach, made me donate three large boxes of toys, mm-hmm. and it was hard because I'm like, I don't want to get rid of that. She goes, are you going to sell it? I went, no. And she goes, it's going. Three very large Home Depot boxes, uh-huh. and we took it to the Jewish Women's Council. Center. Oh, they love toys. Okay, so and not only, you know what else they got? A bunch of crosses because people have given me crosses <laughs> with Jesus on it, and, they, and she goes, they'll take it. So we just dropped it off. They make me sign something to give my email address, and I got the, I got the tax write-off, 500 bucks. They gave me an attack right off. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah. It was very easy. It was very satisfying. So uh, I had two bags of clothes, and I wanted to drop them off at Salvation Army. I'm making a left. There's a truck in front of me making a left into that parking lot as well, and he's going slow as fuck. 
none, neither one of us see the douchebag in the WRX coming down Coldwater at 80 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And so he just sits while I'm turning into the driveway with his horn, just honking. So I flipped him off. Mm-hmm. He's past the driveway. He throws it in reverse. Mm. He's going to come in and fight me. So I was, kinda, I was freaked out. Right. I wasn't like comfortable with you this. You got your toys. I'm like, oh, fuck, fuck, yeah. fuck. Now this guy's going to pull into a cul-de-sac, and mm-hmm. I'm trapped. And I was just going to go over the curb and get and run away, you got, basically. You got the Outback. And I've got that. the pepper spray gun. Uh-huh. But uh, Is it for bears? He throws it in reverse. I see the reverse lights come on, and immediately I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, come yeah. on, dude. One second later, woo, the cop was behind him. <laughs> Oh, really? Like, what are you doing, man? And I was just like, oh, I threw my bags at the door and drove on. Really? Yeah, I don't think he pulled them over, but the cop saw the guy stop on a busy street and th- put his car in reverse. He might have pulled them over. Like, that's pull over a offense. It would be so great. It would be so great. The only problem is I recognize all the people in my neighborhood mm. all the time. You, you see them? Yeah. Don't yeah. you? No. You will. Eventually, you will. I don't think so, because I, I live in a very busy like intersection, and... Uh, I never see this. I see the same like you know checkers and whatnot at at, at the local yeah. grocery store, but yeah. I don't see like neighbors. Isn't it weird when you see like your grocery store checker in real life, like seeing them out, seeing anyone like out yeah. of uniform? That's weird. But you know that's that's our problem living like in an L A or any big metropolis, and that's why everyone's an asshole is because you don't have a personal relationship with people. You're never going to see them again, and they're just in the way. I think you're right. And if if it was a small community. And you knew everyone, or at least were familiar with faces, mm-hmm. and you'd you knew you were going to see them again. You would, you'd have to not be rude. I don't even think it's like people are... It could be. It depends on how you look at it. Like If, if you want to be sardonic and and just think that the world is half empty or the glass is half empty, you'd think it's people are lazy and they just, they'd rather be rude uh, because it's easier. But I, I think that... Do, do, is that what you, you believe? I think people are rude because they are self-centered. I think people want to be nice, but when you live in a metropolis like this, you get so much angst from so much uh, congestion and, and mm-hmm. people, and you see people being rude, and then you are rude to those people, and it's just like this yeah. trickle-down effect. We and people like us have to be angrier than most people like on the planet. If we were in a small little town, and there was a guy in front of you, and he was you know turning in the same spot as you and going really slow, and but you knew who he was... You wouldn't be furious with them. Absolutely You'd be frustrated not. with them. You'd yeah. be annoyed. You might tell them at the next, like you know, council, city council meeting. Hey, yeah. yeah. Next <laughs> time you're sitting at the diner counter, right? Eight hours later. But like you, once you put a personal touch on it, it's it's way less anger. But if it's just a faceless person that you'll never see again. But what I I think you and I and people with our mindsets, and I know there's lots of them, uh, are have to be angrier than the ra- the average person otherwise there would be fist fights on yeah, the street yeah, yeah. every single day because there are so many times where i drive dangerously because i'm furious with somebody and it occurs to me just chill out yeah like it's just life we all have to live in this same community it's not that big of a deal right you know what i mean mm-hmm. but it is that big i of love a deal. being nice though i love like yeah, making a connection nice with good. people yeah like i take a lift every time i take a lift i'm yeah. I, I usually during the lift drive the Lyft driver will tell me that I'm like one of the nicest yeah, riders. And then you ever immediately had. give him a bad review. Oh, I found out how to fix that. Thanks to whoever sent me the uh, the email. I, I learned how to uh, to go back and I gave that guy a five star. Oh, and I also learned from my Lyft driver just last night that they don't know who gave the star rating anyways, so it didn't matter. 
because he wouldn't but have been still, able to track it to me. Still, still, yeah, I definitely wanted to change it, but I felt uh, a lot less pressure when he didn't think know it was me because I was asking him for a pen, I was asking him for his charger, yeah. he was like being. And then I gave this guy a one-star review by mistake, and I was trying to fix it like the entire day after my my premiere. Instead of talking to people about my premiere, I spent most of my energy on trying to fix that. You must review. have been extremely distracted because there's no way I'm leaving the house, going to an event, and not having my phone charged. Yeah, I was I because I, I knew I was going to be there for five six hours, so yeah. I wanted to have it you know as as charged as possible um, for the the event. And also that's that's the problem when you when you take Lyft or, or Uber is you need that phone to be charged. When you're going home too, yeah. or else you can't use the app and you're stuck. Yeah. If your phone's dead, yeah. What are you gonna do? Pay what phone, are you gonna do? Pay phone a lift. But yeah, I really like uh, making connections and talking to people that, that are nice and that get it and that are that are good. It's probably one of the great aspects of being a human being is making human connections and having discussions. It's the best part. Yeah, like nothing's better than sitting with somebody and talking about politics and religion. That's why I love bars so much is just talking to strangers yeah. with that social lubricant going. But the problem yeah. is that the talks in bars are sometimes just so innocuous yeah. and stupid. inane. But uh, a lot of the time they're not if you find the right people. Mm-hmm. That ball that's suspended from that spring. Oh. Yes, Michael. Did you have to drop it in from the top or did it come like that? And drop it in from that. I can take it out. Mike's talking about a. Uh, I feel like you should take pictures of these things. So okay, that it looks like a spring, and it's got a crystal ball in it. It's an optical illusion. Want me to make it work? Sure. Yeah. Atticus loves it. Hold on. Okay. This is gonna be great for the listener. At so home. it looks like a flimsier version of what would be a car spring stretched out. Oh my God, that's rad! Holy moly, he he spun it so it's corkscrewing over the ball. That is that is incredibly cool. Wow. You should put some more balls in that thing. I think one ball is enough, Mike. I, I'm so pissed that we lost 20 minutes of anger yeah, and hatred for I the know, uh, post office. I, and I, I told a, uh, a story about uh, getting into it with a guy on the road, which I had immediate regret mm-hmm. about because uh, I knew my wife would hear it. Then you Honey, had a sense of satisfaction. Don't worry about it, though, because Atticus was not in the car. It was when I was yeah. uh, mailing stuff the other day, and uh, I was using your car. So I, mean, I know that's not a whole lot better, but... Yeah. And that actually makes it worse that somebody might recognize her car and trash it once mm. in a parking lot. Because no, they think her car doesn't have stickers. It's very innocuous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, I, I don't think there's a course. I think the only course of action for us to take in regards to this terrible service that we get in life mm. is to look inward and and not let it affect us because we have no control over other people. And you know what? There's also We kind of do, though, sometimes. Well, you can vent. Yeah. I don't, they're not going to change. They're just going to think you're an asshole. I'll, I'll, I'll give the, like, let, come on, let's go and clap my hands a couple times every now and again. <laughs> every now and come again. Come on, let's that. go and clap your hands? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, is that? what does that do? What it you, it a, gets them going. It gets them on their toes. Little league coach or something? It's when you're in line and you're you're uh, making eye contact with people. Let's and, go. Let's go. And bitching clap, about clap. someone that's in front of the line yeah. and that's at the service station that you're waiting to get to to do your yeah. business and they're chatting it up about their kids and stuff. Oh my God. And you're looking at the person who's right in front of you going, can you believe this person? And then they get up there and they do the exact same thing. Yeah, I'll clap my hands a couple times and say, all right, let's go. We, yeah. we both have yeah. this, this is the same issue with the person that was doing this before you. Now you're doing it. I'm just I'm letting you know that you're doing it too. Let's go. What, how far would you take it? Because I was just thinking about wearing like a fake bloody like rag tied around my wrist like I just slipped my wrists like soaked in blood and just going I got to get to the hospital man can we speed this up and they're like why did you stop to buy fresh squeezed orange juice on your way to the hospital I don't know if that manipulation would be effective I feel like they might call someone for you and be more distracted at at getting the job done yeah give it a shot though let us know 
I will. All right, so I had lunch with Jillian's dad last week, mm-hmm. uh, Atticus and Jillian's dad. Oh and I my got gosh! Together and had lunch. It was uneventful. It was very fun. It was pleasant. It was nice. We're gonna yeah. do it again. He you wants to, sushi, huh? He wants to visit. He wants to bring his uh, old work friend with us next time. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't know why. I'm not sure why, but that's what's gonna be happening there. It'll be maybe a good he's time. trying to manipulate you into having a whole new group of friends. Maybe, uh, but I like it because I don't have a dad anymore, and uh, it, it's nice to be able to like because uh, mm-hmm. I used to go to the sushi place that we went to with my dad and my mom, and it was nice. Oh, was it hard? Was it hard the yeah. sushi? No, it was soft and was moist. the uh, was it hard going to the place you used to? Oh go no, no, with no, your dad? no! I don't have I don't have like that. No, but you know that video where I ask him about the after disaster. He reviews the the after disaster. Yeah, it was that exact sushi bar, at, and we were sitting at the exact same table as where that took place. Where I videotape my dad. I use my I I tape my dad on my phone, um, <laughs> saying that he had never heard of the after disaster. It was pretty good. Never heard of it. <laughs> He's all proud of himself. <laughs> <laughs> Dementia had him. taken a hold at that point, but uh, so now, now I have a lunch. And the reason why I got to wrap this, this this sucker up soon is uh, I'm having a lunch with my neighbor, my next door neighbor, yeah. yeah, and a guy whose podcast I just started listening to two weeks ago. Oh, that guy's coming over? No, we're going to him. Nice with Atticus. I'm going to meet him out in Toluca Lake, and uh, I'll be plugging his show because it's fantastic. Where are you going to Patty's? I uh, no, I I. <laughs> I'm not sure what to make of this guy. He he has a show, and I'll be talking about it on on this the next episode of this, and probably on the film vault tonight. Um, it's a really good show for like filmmakers and mm-hmm. people in my position. And I I just heard about it, just heard of it like two weeks ago, and I probably listened to 25, 30 hours. Like all the time when I was I was packing the shirts, all the time that I spent packing the shirts and mm-hmm. doing the shirt stuff, I was listening to this guy's show and learning a shit ton because once you you go to film school to make a movie, and then you got to learn the business side to raise the money for the movie, and then mm-hmm. you do the movie where you know you learn from your past experiences and film school and stuff, and it's the art of creation. And it's great, and then there's the post, which is more yeah, creation, like but having it's sex a with headache. your fans, it's a headache, and then you get to the point where you got to now distribute the movie or make sure the most people see the movie. You got to come up with a game plan, what you do mm-hmm. with this product that you created, and that's a whole nother gamut that i have no very very limited um uh, knowledge of and now, most people have limited knowledge of that and they just take the path that comes to them like uh this guy knows a shit ton and uh while listening to it he's friends with my neighbor that's how i learned about it yeah. i sent a text to my neighbor saying hey i really would be stupid not to try and sit down with this guy and you know pick his brain a little bit about my situation and where i'm at so lucky for me uh this mm-hmm. the, this lunch is now happening today and i get to like talk to this expert in in this field yeah um, but so we were going email chain, right? And and I threw out three separate uh, restaurants. They were all out by him. I threw out Bob's Big Boy, mm-hmm. uh, Patty's, right, yeah. and uh, the Tamil Shanter, which is not that oh, far yeah. from there. Yeah. And uh, I kind of was leaning towards the Tamil Shanter, and I'm like, I love that Tamil Shanter. And then my neighbor, who set up the meeting, he's like, Yeah, Tamil Shanter sounds great. And then the guy who we're meeting with says, Let's do Sharky's. Like, out of less, out of left field. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe Tamil Shanter is too expensive. I, I'm going to pay. You know, I'm calling for the meeting, so yeah. I'm going to pick up the check. May, I think it's just because Sharky's is quicker, probably, and he's trying to make it happen fast. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a, that's not something to worry about. The uh, Tamil Shanter, if you do end up there, we're not going to. And they okay, we're going to. Shanter. I was going to say if they if they if that carving station is open, holy moly, those sandwiches are delish. Tamil Shanter is the best. I mean, I, I feel like we should probably guide people who are coming out to L.A. I don't know if we usually say check out the Tamil Shanter, and we should. Yeah, it's pretty good. We give a lot of advice on what you should do when you come to L.A. Hey, you know what I want to do? Go to the Tamil Shanter. Two things. I'm Tamil uh, Shanter is this fantastic restaurant owned by the Lowry family, so Diana Vanicamp has a, uh, a connection to it. 
and uh, it's an old, old establishment restaurant that looks like a Disney house. It's one of the oldest like restaurants in L.A., house. and Walt Disney's table is... I ate there. I ate at Walt Disney's Walt table Walt Disney used to go there. there and sketch out uh, plans mm-hmm. for Walt uh, for Disneyland. Before Disneyland was completed, he would sketch... He would do work on yeah. Disneyland at the Tamil Shanter, yeah. and you can see the influences on his work. It's really a great place. It's like it's like the birthplace of Disneyland. Yeah. It's the, crazy. Um, it's awesome. So I'm I, I'm I'm for the first time ever in my life I'm going to promote myself as a photographer and start taking photography work. Have you so, called my wife yet? No, but but I'm I'm negotiating with somebody about something and I said no last night. And now I'm ignoring him because I'm standing up for myself. Good. It's a it's a film that's being made and they want 25 pictures mm-hmm. that they can print. And uh, we were going back and forth and I finally just went. What's the budget? And the guy goes, it's an indie film, so we don't really have a budget, like a couple hundred bucks. And I went, yeah, I can't do that. Thanks. I go, thanks for thinking of me. I'm not going to do that. Mm. Is there anything on the back end you can get or like uh, thanks I'm not doing for it another for a couple, job? I'm not, I'm not doing a day and a half, two days worth of work for 200 bucks. Yeah. And uh, I'm just not doing it. But I am putting together a price list right now, and I'm going to aggressively start doing photography, and I'm going to try to make it as good as possible. And secondly, I want to do some sort of thing with people who are coming out to L.A., to visit for the summertime. You want to be a tour guide? Yes. I, I'm not, not kidding you. I, know you're not. I, I need to come up with a price where I can make some money on it and I'll either rent a van or I will put you and your significant other in my outback and give you like a one or two hour tour of my favorite spots of LA and I'm dead serious. I feel like 20 bucks. We, we'll, we'll do the trick. Nope. Nope. <laughs> if, I can, if I can somehow give somebody a two hour trip and make a couple hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to do I, it at the right time of day because that'll take like, it'll take two well, hours. Well, just I'm to gonna get have. To I'm, a, I'm coming up. I'm, I'm actually sketching rush, out like places out. we can go. Like we can drive quickly down Hollywood Boulevard. I'll point out all, all the sites. I'll Griffith. take you to the cool spots on Melrose. We'll take you to the cool spots on Sunset, and then we'll go by the Disneyland D in the hills. I'll show you some of the significant houses in the Hollywood Hills. I'll take you to the UFO house. Mm-hmm. But it's not about what you're going to see. It's about we get to hang out. Right. Right. And and maybe let's make it an hour. How how many places can you hit in an hour? Well, I, I sketched out some places like I can start in the I can start near the hills mm-hmm. and hit a bunch of cool places in the hills and sunset and and those kind of places, or we can meet elsewhere and I can hit play you know. But I like the idea of taking them somewhere and going. There's the Griffith. There's this. Look at there's the Hollywood sign, and then going by some cool significant houses in the hills, mainly the UFO house and uh, I don't even know where that is. Some of the I do. It's yeah. right. It's near me, but. I want to give like tours. I don't, I'm not planning on doing like 50 of them, but I, if people are coming to LA and they want to book something like this, I will come up with a price. Yeah. And when do you have the option? Because I want to do it for fun. Right. And I also want to record them if people will let me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You should look into seeing uh, Sprinter vans. What, yeah, I did. They they're, they're fucking expensive. Yeah. But if there were like six or eight people, I would absolutely rent a van. Yeah. And if there's six or eight people, then you can get the price down for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And it would be good, but then you got to like make sure that they're all there at the same time. Uh, but if you're up for something like that, everyone knows my you email. You should probably have it set up already mm-hmm. with the price and all that before you you launch it, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. You're not listening to me? Yeah, I am listening to you. I'm just trying to figure out what this person keeps sending me fucking shit for. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't read a text and listen to me. It's not, it's not a thing. It's this annoying person who just wants me to... Was it the person? The, no, the, no, no, no. I'm, I'm ignoring that person. This is a person who's constantly sending me hmm. their their jokes. 
oh, are they trying out material on you? Yeah. And uh, I, don't, I don't like that. I don't appreciate that. You don't like uh, jokes being tried on you? I don't like being forced into being honest with people. And mm. I'm not honest. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a, those are some good ideas. I used to be really bad with that, and I'm a lot better. I think because people are honest with me with my work, yeah. so I can be honest with other I people just with d- their work. Don't run your stand-up set by me. Don't send me audio recordings of you recording in your bathroom, please. I'm not the judge. I don't know yeah, anything you know about what? it. I'm not a comic. Knowing what I know of you, you'd be the, probably the last person that I would, yeah. I would run. I was honest that. with one person once, and it backfired completely. He gave me a DVD. It was an hour of him doing a character. Aye. And he goes, I want you to watch this. I want to know what you think. And I went... I will watch it. And I was dreading it. Mm-hmm. And my dread was warranted. Yeah. And I watched the whole fucking thing. Uh-huh. And he goes, what'd you think? And I went, I go, I love the character. Uh-huh. I go, but I think it's just, it's a one note joke that went on way too long. And he goes, I disagree. I think it, it works. And I yeah. went, I just thought it's. Then what are they asking your opinion for? Yeah. And, and we, and he, we, he got a little hostile mm-hmm. and I was like, but it's a character and it's a joke. You're you're portraying an old timey comedian from like vaudeville, and you're just doing the same jokes for fifty minutes longer right. than it than it was funny. Mm-hmm. And I didn't say it like that. I was much nicer. And he's like, "I totally disagree. I think it works the whole hour." Right. And I was like, "All right, why'd you have me watch it?" Oh, hold on. Let me rethink what I said. It's great. <laughs> you should send this out to people. What? Where is he performing that now? He's not. It's probably not, but yeah. I wish I wouldn't have even touched on that. Well, you did. I don't think he listens. I doubt he does because he's hostile towards you. Yeah. Hey, if you are listening, why don't you give Mike some notes on this episode? Yeah, yeah, or on <laughs> the stuff I'm doing. Uh, and I think your best note should be, uh, the best part of the show was a part that wasn't recorded. Yeah, yeah. Which might be true. Yep. It might be true. There might be some sort of spiritual guidance counselor that can harness it from the universe and feed it into your brain. The boy is starting to stir. Okay. And I got to go to the Is he making soup? Of all nights. Of all nights for me not to take my pill, I'm going to be like edgy and weird. Might be good. Might be good. You'll cut right to the chase. Get right to it. No small talk. (sighs) No small talk. It's a great show. And I I highly recommend it. Do you want to plug it? I'll plug it next week. Okay. I'll plug it next week. But for anyone who's uh, thinking of dabbling or getting into this, this, this business that is film, uh, as a creator, as as a, uh, a content creator, I'm thinking of it. Yeah, I I what did I do? Right after I got obsessed with it, I, you're the first person that I called and I said, "You got to listen to the show." Have you listened to it? No, not yet. All right, I really haven't had time. I'm going to be a wealth of knowledge for you, Mike. Once your once your movie's ready to go, yeah, because I am learning tons of shit every single day, and uh, not just from this guy. You know, I'm researching and, and looking. There's so many different uh, avenues for distribution. I'm now. afraid of what this is turning into. What my thing is turning into because I've been shooting. Yeah. And it's turning into a very different thing. Good, dark, light, goofy. I don't think it's that dark, but it's dealing with heavy things. But I don't yep. think it's that dark. Mm. I mean, it's. I'm I'm a f- I'm a, I'm fearful that it's just turning into a better produced five minutes with Mike, mm. but more focused. Yeah, that, I mean, if anything, that that's a, a recipe for success, I would think, because five minutes with Mike are great, but if there are any um, complaints about those, is like they they lack a little focus. No, sometimes. they're totally focused. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I mean, the people that I've talked to that I've turned five minutes with Mike onto, if they're uh, if I've ever heard any kind of criticism it's that uh they lose a little bit give of me their numbers now <laughs> and that's oh that's the only yeah. thing i ever hear everyone likes you they like the subject matter they like the shots uh, this is more focused focus. staying on topic so it's all going to be wavering a little bit for funny it's, it's and, not going to uh, be a blurry 
I'm making a focus. There's here. there's focus in this thing. It's turning out to be a really long five minutes with Mike that that has a, a spiritual component to it, and it uh, has a a, a, a very big self help component. Mm-hmm. Is it going to help people? I believe so. Mm-hmm. Paul seems to think that this is going to be something a lot of people can connect with. Going to help you? Absolutely. Has it helped you? Yeah, but in, in in a in a good way and in a frightening way when you have to actually face things. Yeah. Yeah, it's very very frightening. All right. Scary. Yeah. So when uh, when do you think you're going to have a rough cut put together? Less than 3 months. I have a deadline. Yeah? Yeah. Fantastic. Um what is that deadline? Is it just a you and Paul deadline or are you going to be showing attor- it? It's with an attorney. That's pretty that's yeah. a pretty hefty deadline. The, that's uh, good. I'm going to uh try to get into a fight in the road home so I have something to uh talk about next talk week about, okay well i didn't talk about my fight so I perhaps know. that'll come back up next week okay yeah and it, it wasn't that great it was just it involved uh turning directions and yelling and, and just a, you a already won the fight story competition with the guy who grabbed your phone like there, it's gonna be hard to beat that one. Oh, the vine video yeah yeah it's gonna be hard to beat that story about the guy grabbing your phone and then rolling his window up and on you, my arm you clinging onto the phone and him keeping you locked in his car I was until stuck the cops the got there yeah i got out before the cops got there but the best was when he was on one side of the car i was on the other and it was like benny hill and i was like laughing i'm like this is ridiculous i wasn't even mad i'm like this is ridiculous man just give me my phone back. I'll go my way. You go your way. Everything. You know what would have been funny is if you call the cops on my phone. If you dropped to the ground and rolled under his car, and then he wouldn't know where you're at. That would have been funny, but he could look under probably. I feel weird that that guy's dead. What if he haunts me? I don't want that. What if he guy is watching. haunting you? Yeah. What if he is? You seen Hereditary? 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 No. no I haven't had time to watch anything lately. If you can see anything, and this goes for everybody listening, if you can see any movie right now or within the next couple of weeks, won't you be my neighbor? Okay. Every now and again, a movie you see changes the way you see the world a little bit, and mm-hmm. that's this movie. It's unfucking believable. Okay, good. I love this movie good. so fucking much. Good. I also want to see the Mister Rogers movie. That's what it is. My oh. God. Oh my God. I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's uh, wrap it up. Yeah. Let's. I, I got to go to this meeting, which I'm I'm now getting nervous about because I didn't take my pill and I'm not myself. Oh no! I, I was going to have like a list of questions ready to go. I don't have that. I think the question is, what are my options? I know what he's going to say. It's it's, it's going to be all social media, and I'm bad at that. I'm really bad at that. You can hire someone to do that. Yeah, with what? I have nothing. Um, pay them with jerky that you make in your backyard. I was just learning that, like you know, you can pay per like view, pretty yeah. much. Like you know, you figure out your ROI, your return on investment. And uh, it's costing most people about 30 to 40 cents per trailer view to get it out there. And that's partial view. That's not. That's way, way too much. I know. I'm well aware. <laughs> I'm oh, well my aware. God. Like, hey, minimum yes, good news. 3,000 people. Why? Minimum. Well, 10, stop it. Take it off now. Five to $10,000 is the starting point to yeah. get uh, people to look at your trailer for, for a small Okay. In, in everything movie. in life, especially in modern times. Everything that blows up, viral videos, music, all of this stuff is word of mouth. So you need to find the right people that are going to be attracted to this and be enthusiastic about it. And I don't know how to find those people, but it's not throwing a bunch of shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. Right. It's, it's not the billboard effect, which is 10,000 people drive by your billboard, one actually reads it. Right. It's, it's the you need to find these specific the people. The niche. 
Yeah, and then and then they tell a friend, and they tell a friend, and then it grows. Like you know, it's the grassroots thing, whatever right. that means. I don't do grass. Does grass even have roots? Small, but I've seen them. What if we find artists just sitting perfectly balanced on top of dirt? No, it's it's they got roots. I got some grass over there. I'll show okay. you. Okay, I don't want to see it. <laughs> All right, we'll be back at you next week. Thanks for yep. listening. Sorry that the best part of the show was uh, not recorded. Is it still recording now? I hope so. I've got. Uh, Is it? I don't know what's going to happen, but is it, is it recording? Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to uh, change my website back to the old website. But the T-shirts are still on there. If you guys want to get a medium, there's two larges left, like eight or nine mediums. And if the T-shirt guy ever delivers, and if he if he hasn't made them yet, I'm probably going to cancel. But uh, no, if you want to buy those T-shirts? You got a couple more days. Thank you for buying them, by the way. All right, guys. Talk to you next week, and uh, thanks for listening. God bless. No, we don't do that. I mean, devil bless you. Hey, hey, hey. We don't do that either. All right. I'm going to push stop. Okay. Grass is our w- God. What's the number right there? What's it say? How long? I can't read it. It's too, 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 too dumb. Motherfuckers. It says zero, zero, zero again, Mike. Are you serious? No. Uh, I think we did just about a tight hour. Wait, you're not serious? I'm not serious. It does okay. not say zero, zero, zero. Okay. It's a serious, very serious show. Good night, everybody. <laughs>